This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 228, we're going to be talking about math as a good tool for learning to think critically. We have not actually talked about math at all in the 227 episodes prior to this. And uh, this is somewhat of a failing because math is is really important, not just to STEM, which obviously we do touch a lot on STEM in this podcast, but it also just, you need it for all of technology. And the podcast is obviously about all tech. And so uh, we're going to be looking more at math in the next few months. I'm going to have a variety of different episodes on it. And today we're going to just start off from a more sort of philosophical view of the whole thing and why math shouldn't just be seen as a necessary evil, but rather as something you should be excited about. And although I am excited about math all by myself, I do actually have a guest today. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. So our, our guest is Elizabeth Weaver, and she is a, um, a lecturer at the Rhone State Community College. She actually also happens to teach at the same co-op I teach at, and that is where I met her and heard about her from um, some of the parents and students. And she's actually also now going to be the Algebra 2 teacher for Funda Funda Academy, our show sponsor. So that's just a little bit of intro as to who she is from what I know about her. But Elizabeth, tell us just briefly before we get into the episode, how you got into teaching math and particularly how you got into teaching homeschoolers. Well, teaching math actually was something that I did not think I ever wanted to do, teaching in general. Uh, But it it kind of kept chasing me down until I until I submitted to to the idea that that's my calling. Um, But I've I've actually been teaching uh, since before I graduated with my master's, at least as an adjunct. And I just live my life by semesters. And I've never not done that. Uh, I got started with the homeschooling co-op with uh, a friend of mine. Uh, Their children were are and were in uh, in the same co-op. And they knew that there was a need for a new math teacher. And uh, he knew that I taught math at Roan State and was wanting to know if I could and would be interested in being part of uh, of the of this co-op. So um, I got to meet with the uh, the board and talk through uh, kind of the philosophy of how teaching and how I like to teach and how they like to be, you know, the interaction with the students. And so uh, it's just been this first year, but it's been absolutely fantastic. And I'm actually going to be working with them again next year. Uh, And of course, with Funda Funda um, starting next year as well. And uh, it's quickly becoming some of my favorite class time. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell that Elizabeth has the same approach to education as we have at Funder Funder, so um, that's why she's a really good fit for us. So let's get into our topic now. First of all, we're talking about math as a tool for learning to think critically. Why is it important to think critically at all? 
Well, you know, critical thinking is everywhere and even just in basic decision making. And so if we can build those skills, it definitely helps us as just human beings out in the world being productive members of society uh, as we have to make decisions. Uh, it allows us to be able to problem solve better, whether that is a math problem or a life problem. Uh, it gives us uh, an avenue to research something and ask important questions as we're trying to make that decision. Um, it uh, a lot of times will stimulate creativity if we're thinking critically and we're wondering how something could be different or better. That usually will will move us along to not just doing what we've been doing, but trying something new. And so, in general, like critical thinking is, I think, just an essential part of of what we do. On our in our day-to-day -day life now i've been in the homeschool world obviously for a much longer time than you have and uh, homeschooled myself and now i've been teaching homeschoolers for years and uh homeschoolers really do like this concept of critical thinking they also really don't like math a lot of the time and have missed the fact that there is this connection so let's go into this why is math a good tool to practice critical thinking if we if we go about and approach math in the right way, it it usually will give us that platform for critical thinking and improving our critical thinking skills. A lot of times, I think the reason that that we don't see that right now is because we're just wanting to know what's the algorithm and how do I make it work so that I can multiply these numbers. And if I'm not allowed to have a calculator, can I can I do all of these things? And if I am allowed to have a calculator, why do I need to be able to? But it's been clear in all of the classes that I've taught where calculators allowed, but they they grew up and never had to, to memorize multiplication facts or they never really had to figure out how an equation actually worked. They just had to plug it in somewhere and they got an answer. They didn't actually then know how to answer a question if it was a word problem and not just an equation given out. And so it's really important to, to be able to not just have the, I guess, the, those algorithms and memorization of rules and actually have a better understanding of what it is we're trying to do and how those rules help us get to that point so that when we have a problem that we're actually trying to solve and not just an equation, we can figure out what that problem's asking and how to answer now, um, in everyday life, are there things that parents can do when their kids are younger to scaffold them well as they sort of, you know, moving through life? Because I know, I think, I think a lot of the things that I'm hearing both from parents and from kids is like, why bother to learn math? And, you know, you've got your calculator. Why, why is it important? And they're not, I know with my own children, I try to help them see the relevance in, in real life and try to integrate the two so that there wasn't that what am I doing this for right and I think that the art of estimation has been lost being able to look at mm -hmm. a sale price and knowing that you're getting 40 percent off and it's some sort of you know 27.89 well I don't need to know exactly how much 40 percent of that is if it's 27.89 I can think of that as 28 and you know that's 2.8 and then four of those that's really close to three so it's going to be a little bit less than 12 dollars off if i can estimate it down and make those numbers nicer and that's definitely something that 
that parents can do with their kids as they're going through the grocery store. Um, if this is five for four dollars, what does that mean? It's going to be each one, and then how you know how does that how much better is that than the individual price? Uh, is this actually a better deal? Because sometimes it's actually not. Uh, they they put a big sign up saying that it's going to be this uh, great combo, but it ends up being more than if you just bought uh, the regular product. Uh, so things like that. Uh, if you're driving somewhere and you can talk about the distance and how long you would, how long you know you've got to get there. Or, you know, the speed limit is 55, the speed limit is 60 miles per hour. How long should it take us if we were able to drive that constant speed? And those are some things that, you know, with fourth and fifth graders, especially, like they should be able to, to think about that and be able to work through that and already see like, oh, well, if I need to go 200 miles and I'm only going to be able to go 60 miles an hour, then I know when I need to leave so that I can get where I need to go on time. And sure, Google can help with that. <laughs> Google Maps on and, and it'll tell you an estimated time. But there's always just you can also check like I've done that and I had the wrong address in and Google was telling me it was going to be two hours to get somewhere that right. I knew should have been 30 minutes away. So it ended up putting me at the same type of place, but in North Carolina instead of Tennessee. So um, so just being able to catch that and understand, like you know, this I know what this number should be. It's not that, have I done something wrong or am I using my technology incorrectly? Critical thinking there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I must say, we we did a lot of supermarket math. Um, I used to give my kids coupons and they each sort of had a different area of specialization. This was the, you know, the meats kid and this was the, you know, the rice and spaghetti and whatever kid. And so they sort of like get to know it. But they learned also that, um, you know, to take into account the, you know the packet was bigger or smaller and sometimes it was actually cheaper to buy the smaller ones kind of you know as you were yes. saying and yes. sometimes it was cheaper to buy another brand that didn't have a coupon and making all those choices and I wasn't with them I used to trust them and they knew that we had a budget um and so it was like off you go and I still remember my dad taking them shopping the one day and he came back completely exasperated because he said they wouldn't buy the things he wanted to and they told him the chicken was far too expensive this time round, and the actual cheaper one was to buy whatever something else. and and I was like well I trained them well <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose <laughs> so yeah and and you know and, and the traveling as you say it's just when the kids ask you how much longer mom don't answer them yeah, tell them how many miles yes. and, and let them. I didn't even do that. that. It was like look outside oh. the window, look for the next oh. distance board. <laughs> yeah, it takes it longer that way to keep being them able quiet. to read that too, and even just from there, being able to understand and quickly figure out that if you're going east to west versus west to east, which which way are those mile markers? Are they going up or are they going down? Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with north to south or south to north. Uh, our interstates are very consistent with with that. And I remember the first time I realized things like exit numbers were mile marker numbers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it took me a while to figure that out. But when you, if you talk about that, you know, we're at right. mile marker 15, we've got to get to exit 20. That's mile marker 20 or very right. close to it. Um, and so there's lots of things in there that you can, that you can throw in. And even, uh, especially on the interstate, you know, the, the double digits, is it even or is it odd? 
Right. And then what does that mean? North and south, east and west. Right. Is it a two-digit or a three-digit? Is that three? That three-digit even or not? Road, so yeah. many things, yeah. and you can really like the kids yeah. can then think out like, oh, we're going around a city because we are on six forty, and right. not 40, so we must be going around something. And those are just some neat things that uh, that you can throw in, and that they can be thinking about and using their brains uh, just to when they see that number on the road. Yeah, math is all around us. All right. all right. And to finish up, I want to ask you, what should parents look for when they select a math curriculum? There are a lot of things, uh, different approaches to finding a, a good math curriculum. I would say that the main thing is find something that's engaging, uh, something that will include more than just a rote memorization of algorithms and formulas, uh, something that has some uh, difficulty to it. Math is not something that should just be a breeze. You should have to struggle uh, with new concepts. And in struggle is not bad. It's not negative uh, to have to think about. It's the whole point. We want to think about something and, and be able to work through. So finding things like that, uh, there are so many uh, exciting and interesting curriculum out there that can do that. And then there are some that might work for some parents and, and their their homeschoolers and maybe some that wouldn't really work for any of them. But um, but really finding something that that is has that engaging has word problems. If it doesn't have applications of the math, I would definitely say avoid that. Right. And, and what particularly is the use of the word problems, just to just to reiterate that we've kind of touched on it. But yeah. yeah. So the main thing there is being able to to take information because we're not given in life. We're not given an equation and just here, solve this equation and then your your problem is going to be solved. Uh, we have a situation that we have to think through and work through and pick out the important pieces, put those in the right place and then see what comes out. So when you have a word problem and there might be numbers in that word problem that aren't used at all, uh, they might mention that it's 2015 is the year and that 2015 doesn't <laughs> matter to the problem. Or it might mention that you're collecting data for 18 to 24 year old females and you wanna know about their heights. Well, that 18 to 24, those numbers right. aren't going to go to the problem. You've got to be able to pick out which ones matter, which ones don't. If you just have an equation, all the numbers are there. You're moving things around and you're manipulating. And that's important to be able to do. But if you can't create that equation, then it doesn't matter if you can solve it. Because in the world, you're not going to have an equation. You have to find that equation first. Right. I just encourage parents to, you know, it's the temptation is to find a curriculum that's easy. And as Elizabeth has said, that's not really the point of it. And I think a lot of parents who, you know, are, didn't enjoy math and feel like they're not a math person, uh, you know, are tempted to go for something that's easy and straightforward, which often doesn't have the complexity, doesn't have those word problems. And I would encourage you to be a little brave and step out of your comfort zone and maybe learn the math for the first time with your kids. You know, you can learn with them. And you can learn that math is cool. And if they see you struggling and ready to learn alongside them, it's going to mean a lot. I coach Science Olympiad and I do like math. I did not do it at college or anything else. It was only after school, but I, I, I enjoyed it. But when I'm coaching, this is at a really high level. And it's, you know, it's a lot of physics. 
which I also didn't study at college. And so I have to learn it with the kids. I've just learned lots of wave theory equations. And I don't pretend, they're not my children, other people's children, but they see me, they see me struggle with it and they see me get, and I get super excited um, alongside them when we all manage to get something correct because we've got like old practice problems. And I'm like, and when we all work them and we all get them right, you know, they see me and they see me sometimes getting them wrong and it's okay because I think it models it much better for them. So don't be scared parents to model that struggle and then they'll see. And it's so exciting when you solve it, um, you know, that I can say it's, it's, it's really worthwhile. So um, Elizabeth is the funder funder. Uh, she's going to be teaching algebra two, at least we might add some others, but at this stage, so you can hear what her approach to math is going to be like. So if you're looking for a super easy algebra two class for your child, I can tell you this is not it. None of our, none of ours, if you're looking for check the boxes, Funder Fund Academy is not that. So whereas if you're wanting to prepare your child well for college, and bear in mind, math is going to come in everywhere. Your child might not be doing a very mathy degree, but still need it for humanities, etc. cetera. Uh, Elizabeth is going to be there. She will, um, you know, we've worked out ways because our classes are asynchronous, worked out ways of actually providing um, support if your child does get stuck. And this will really give them a good foundation to carry on and do more math. I hope I presented you well there, Elizabeth, as to what they can expect if they take your class. <laughs> yes, I believe so. You've set the bar high for me, though, so I have to make sure I reach it. <laughs> no, so anyway, so if you're looking if you're looking for a class that's going to model us in, in Algebra 2, that is, if you were looking for something that for younger classes, for younger children with those classes, or, you know, I would say if your child is younger, do it with them, you know, do it at home, um, buy a curriculum. Come to our Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Lots of people in there and you can say, I've got a child that's this age and this is what we, and whatever. And let's see if we can perhaps, you know, come up with some ideas as to what would be a good curriculum um, for them. I know I use um, a number that I really liked and I'm happy to share with what worked with me. And I can tell you what um, some of my other friends who I have also, you know, uh, wanted to have really good programs, what they've used as well. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me again. I, I've, I've had a great time. And thank you all for listening in. Uh, do share this episode with friends who might find it helpful. If you're enjoying listening to our podcast, please give us a rating and review um, wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.